Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is another exciting episode. We are interviewing um, Madame Amy from Erdre Trois Petit Pas. Along with me, I do have Miss Heidi. Hello. And Lisa. Hello. Miss Amy shared, uh, Madame Amy shared lots of great uh, tips and um, just great information about introducing French to your little ones. So have a listen, sign up for her programs, follow her on Instagram. Let us know what you think. We um, will put the description of everything in the, uh, or the links to everything in the description. So be sure to check it out and follow her. Thanks guys. Hello and welcome. Today we have a special guest with us for an interview. We have Madame Amy and who is she? Amy is a certified French teacher in Ottawa, Ontario, mother of a bilingual preschooler and entrepreneur. She is the owner of Un, Deux, Trois, Petit Pas and teaches French to parents and their children through fun and interactive online classes. People join her from all over to learn French alongside their little ones through music, movement and laughter. Amy believes any Canadian parent should be able to access French learning for their children ASAP, whether or not they have any prior knowledge themselves. She aims to make French learning a hobby for her un, deux, trois, petit pas participants, rather than just a school subject. She also runs a certification program to help her fellow language educators do the same. Welcome, Amy. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for joining us, Amy. We're really excited to jump into what you offer our families and, and uh, just the second language with our little ones. So thank you so much for being here. Of course. <laughs> um, so before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit about what led you to where you are today and some of the work that you do? Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I guess it starts with Um, I was a French immersion teacher, so I taught grade three French immersion. And then when I got pregnant, I started really researching how to raise a a bilingual child. And so uh, I'm a little bit of a geek that way. I just like to be prepared. I, I like to do the research. And so I had made myself this big package of, you know, the best practices and all the things I was gonna do with my with my baby once he arrived. And then I thought, is would this be of interest to the community? And so um, living in Ottawa, I it's a very bilingual city. Mm-hmm. So parents often send their children to learn French. Um, but that said, it is still very English. And so there's a lot of parents who don't fully, aren't fully bilingual, but yet want to raise bilingual children. And so being a French educator, I thought, you know, why isn't this something like this accessible for parents with young children? Uh, and so I threw it out to a Facebook community group and I said, hi, I'm a French educator. I am hoping to raise my son bilingually. Is there any interest in me leading a bilingual babies workshop? 
And so just from that post alone, it like it went crazy. That was the first step to creating Un Deux Trois Petits Pas. Um, I had people say like just throwing their contact information at me being like, here and and would you mind doing a weekly class or what about for toddlers what about preschoolers and so Fabulous. that's basically how earned it to came to be um I started working on programming that would teach French to parents and their babies then parents and toddlers then parents and preschoolers and um within the first six months of my maternity leave I already was hiring other teachers to do the same amazing um, yeah so I it was just something that clearly there was a very big need for it. It was something that I was looking for myself. And when I couldn't find it, luckily I was certified and, and able to do it myself. So um, yeah, pre-pandemic, it was all in-person classes. And so we would play games with the parachute. It's very music and movement oriented just to make sure that it feels more like a hobby rather than a school subject, as you had mentioned. Um, but then with the pandemic um, coming, actually, sorry, before the pandemic, I, I thought, you know, it's too bad because I would be getting emails from parents from other parts of Canada saying, I wish there was something like this here in my city. And so mm -hmm. I got to brainstorming thinking, how could I, how could I provide the service to people who don't live here? And then I thought, hey, what about an online course? So I got to work and it took about a year. It took a year for me to make this online course for parents and children ages zero to four to learn French together. Um, so it was filled with modules, music, movement, games, that kind of stuff. And then the day that I went to launch it <laughs> was the day that the pandemic really hit and everything shut down. So it was just mind blowing. I couldn't believe that 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 just happened to be the same day as my launch. It looks like I knew, but I didn't, I swear. Are um, you the one who made this happen to us, Amy? <laughs> oh, I certainly hope not. Just no. joking. <laughs> Uh, but so, so I was ready to go with a pre-recorded online course, but that said, I didn't have any plans to do live online classes, but then okay. as soon as we started to see, okay, this, this pandemic is, is here for a while, it's not going um, away yeah, and still here, but, um, yeah. I had to pivot. So I pivoted to all of my in-person classes turned to online. I was really happy to see that the participants who had signed up for in-person in person, sorry, we're really excited about trying it from from their homes online. Mm -hmm. And so um, it went better than I could have expected. And then because of the pandemic, there were so many students who were out of school for the last little mm -hmm. while of last year's school year. And so I opened it up to up to age nine. Mm -hmm. And so now under we're teaching French to children, uh, parents and their children ages zero to nine years of age. Um, and then um, just because of how well the online classes were going and, and how there's so many teachers that were really struggling with having to change to online uh, teaching, I, um, I applied for a government grant to make a teacher's educator uh, professional development course to help French educators or just educators hoping to introduce a little bit of French into their teaching to help them teach French through music and movement, whether it be in person or online. And so now there's a, a teacher course as well. So that's in a awesome. nutshell, that, that's what it is that Ernest Petit Pas is right now. That is that's amazing. amazing. That yes, is it really is phenomenal that you were able to do that and 
well, it was phenomenal that you were prepared for the shutdown and being able to, <laughs> that is like timing. So that yes. is fantastic. But yes. just in, in doing this all with a little one at home too, right? So great yes, job. great job. Hats off to you. My yes. goodness. Yes. Entrepreneur <laughs> of the year over here. Yeah, Lisa and I started our business when we had little ones. And yeah, it's it's a whole different ball game when you're trying to juggle something so new. And yeah, it's it's a lot. And then yes, I we're that's it's thrilling that you were able to do so well with it as well. Thank yeah. you. Yes, that was definitely it's an added challenge, but at the same time, um, he's been my driving force for everything because you know he's the reason that I had looked into something like this in the first place and um he's my little guinea pig because in the beginning (laughs) he obviously wasn't speaking he could not speak at all and um and now he's French first so that was cool to see that like all of the things that I'm teaching people to do really are working because I've been a French speaking (laughs) child so that's so great and you know what I love how um, you're able to offer it to all those age groups as well, because there are some circumstances where they don't start French immersion until grade three or grade four. I think it's grade four even. So just having that option. And in my, in my children's school, they don't do immersion until grade four. And right now I'm actually homeschooling my daughter. So she's getting no French at all from me. (laughs) So I am going to look into your classes for sure, because I think it would be something great to incorporate in our day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's something I've been really happy to be able to provide because um, when I was in the classroom, I noticed that there is almost a, a disconnect between parents and Um, their child's education, especially if they don't speak French and they're in a French or French immersion program. And so I remember thinking back, even as a teacher, you know, there should be more support here for parents. There Mm -hmm. should be something to be able to include them in that learning. And so that's a really big aspect of Under 12 Kids Pratt is really making uh, making it possible for parents to play a role in their child's French learning whether or not they actually have any French themselves to begin. And that's because, you know, we're teaching children through music and movement and really fun games. And for some reason, when we're adults, we just think that that's not how we learn anymore. And then we have to (laughs) take the boring route. But, um, But I don't think we should have ever stopped, really. I think that music and movement are so beneficial not just for children but for adults and so although the the adults often sign up for their children thinking it's beneficial for them they end up learning a lot themselves and they see it's that much more and they're provided with these tools to be able to help their child so yeah that was a really big goal that's so great now how early can parents start working on french as a second language i i pretty sure you already kind of answered that but just to reiterate how early can they begin like right from birth or do you suggest a little bit older um there's actually science that proves that language learning starts in the womb so you can start as soon as possible you just whenever you feel like you want to take it on 
I suggest starting right away. Um, I've had a participant who came to class with their three day old and I was like, what are you doing here? But also if that's how eager she was, she's like, I'm ready. I'm ready to start. So there's no, it's, there's never, it's never too soon. It's, it's only ever going to be beneficial the sooner that you incorporate it. And oftentimes I find too, that um, if parents start with an infant, they feel that much more confident when a child is older and actually starting to learn to speak because they've already got a little bit of a base in the language themselves. And so it's not only beneficial for the child to start as soon as possible, it's a lot easier and just it feels more natural if you've been starting or if you've been introducing it for a while. But that said, it's also never too late. So don't think that because you didn't start in the beginning, can't start right now. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I can I can really see how that would help when they're younger to build that confidence so that they can speak that language and it just becomes it just flows. Mm-hmm. Well, and even for the parents, like so my all my children, I have four children, they're all in a French uh schooling. I am not fully French. I should be. I'm sorry, Northern Ontario mm-hmm. campus casing where I grew up and went to French high school. I'm not as French as I should be. However, I did raise my children. I started when they were little. I always spoke French to them. Um, A lot of the challenges that we hear with families that are thinking about starting in kindergarten, should I put them in immersion? Should I, I don't know any English, right? We, We have those fears, but if you're taking a program like this, even as us, we're building our own confidence as parents to be able to say, yeah, I can put them into that French immersion or French program because I've already had a taste of what it's like to learn French and what they're going to be able to do what I'm going to be able to do so I think that's fantastic there just to take off some of that stress for when it comes to kindergarten time like oh should I be doing this should I not what am I I don't know French because that's the biggest thing if I put Mm -hmm. my children into French school I don't know the language how am I supposed to help them right Um, whereas this is going to give them that little bit of confidence to be able to say yeah we'll figure it out we'll be able to help we'll be able to do that that's awesome Yeah, that's, and that's huge too, I find is that um, parents often come to me and say, you know, how am I going to be able to help? Um, And then I'm, I'm like, I'm here. That's, that's what I'm here for. You know, if ever a participant was um, found like their child struggling in the classroom, they would never not know where to go. They could, and if I don't know the answer, I have a lot of resources to be able to help them find that. So mm-hmm. it's not only the confidence that they are building their own French skills. It's also just knowing that there are resources out there and mm-hmm. my job to be able to say, here you go, here's this resource, this will help you. And so I think just in knowing that there's somebody outside of the schooling system that they can go and ask, even just send an email, you know, if anything gets hard, you have somebody to turn to. And so that's what I, I really hope that Um, And I really try and say it as often as I can. I am here, you know, for your support. So just know that even if, you know, uh, parents are trying to decide between French immersion or full French school here, Mm. some of them are a little bit worried and concerned and, and they're like, but what if it's, you know, what if they end up struggling and, and, and there's always support. It's just knowing where to go. And so knowing that there's somebody here that has the resources and can help them in that way, I really hope that it just helps to, to be a very well-rounded program, not only for them learning it themselves, but to know that this is where you can go for support and extra resources. So lucky to have you, Amy. I tell you, this is awesome. <laughs> What are some tips that parents can do to introduce a second language or French mainly, because that's what you do? 
Well, it, honestly, the tips would work for any language, but um, books is a really easy and great place to start, especially if a parent's learning it themselves. So starting with just little simple, short books with a lot of repetition, um, books that are fun. So books with like big, beautiful photos or moving parts, something that's going to really engage the child is often what I, what I tell parents to look for um, in books. If you don't speak French and you're too nervous about reading it yourself, um, another cool option is music. So songs have so much repetition of, of phrasing and words and, and music is such a great way to just really drive in new knowledge um, because you know you get a song stuck in your head so easily, <laughs> new words and new phrases on their own, you might have trouble remembering those. So um, yeah, music, books, um, you can use technology depending on what your views are on technology, but technology is a really great tool for parents who aren't fully comfortable in the language themselves um, because obviously they, it provides that much more of an experience and it's um, something that a child can manipulate as well if you've got um, like apps on an iPad or whatnot. And another thing is just learning a few key words, planning a little activity. For example, uh, let's say you're gonna play with Play-Doh. Learn the colors in French, use Play-Doh with your child and use playtime as a way to incorporate language learning. So it doesn't need to be something that's big and daunting. You can take it little steps at a time. And so sometimes even parents who are fully bilingual are like, oh, but how do I just all of a sudden start speaking it with them? Like, what if they refuse it? And so my tip to them is to always go, okay, introduce a new activity that they haven't really done before. So maybe it's a craft or maybe it's a, a recipe or maybe it's a specific place that you're going to go visit, but introduce it as a French activity. So that way they're not, it's not something that they're used to. And all of a sudden it's changed to be in English. It's something new. They're going to be like, okay, this is my French activity. If they want to partake, it's in French. And then that specific activity is what they know as that's their French activity. So even something as simple as maybe maybe library visits are done en français. Maybe it's bath time, you know, like, and then you can kind of add on more and more activities as your child becomes more accustomed to it and as you become more accustomed to it. And so um, that's, I guess, one of my number one tips for parents is to just, if it's too overwhelming to just start and, and you don't know where, just pick an activity, do that, add another one, and it just becomes that much more doable and enjoyable. And it's easier for the parent to hold themselves accountable if they do it in an organized way. Yeah, like introducing a language, we don't have to go zero to a hundred and now we only <laughs> speak French in this house, right? Like, we, I love that. Take one activity once a day, start once every few days and just mm -hmm. incorporate that into the day. Don't allow the like end result of, yes, I would like you to be fully bilingual to be your deterring factor right now of like, I can't move forward because I can't commit to being able to do all that, right? It's just those, and and our little guys, their words, right? Rouge and, and, and shot you know like you're just saying words and and just that repetitiveness of it so um yeah they're they're and they're sponges like you can yeah. talk and they're just gonna they're gonna take it all in exactly yeah um one of the things as myself as a registered early childhood educator that I really like about your style of teaching is that it's very hands-on mm -hmm. yes you use flashcards for like learning the words 
but it's not just like holding up a flashcard. You're like using them in games and you're doing this with them and that with them. And it's like, it's almost like disguised as learning French. Like, wait, oh, I thought we were just playing a game, right? Like <laughs> the style, like on your Instagram feed, all the, the ideas and things that you have and do, it's like, these just look like fun things to do. Oh, wait, we're also learning French. Like, that's what I really like. So tell us more about maybe like the specifics of your programs um, and things like that. So that if families are interested in introducing French or learning French themselves, like what do you have that they can take? So, yes, I love that you said that. That's exactly my goal is to basically trick people into learning French. <laughs> Mine too, but I, it's not about learning French. I'm from Saskatchewan, so you can't teach a Saskatchewan girl French. Maybe maybe Madame Amy can. I might have to take a course, but I've tried. I was actually very nervous reading the name of your business. <laughs> so you did hopefully that came out okay I know I can count up to three in French and, and that's it I guess but um yeah tell us a little bit more about it yeah so um exactly that uh, my goal is to make people sure they sign up thinking they're signing up for a French class or signing up to learn French and obviously that is the ultimate goal is to teach them French but my goal is that during their class, they are having as much fun as possible. So they're singing and they're dancing and they're getting up and moving. We're playing, we're, we're making crafts, we're doing science experiments, we're doing everything but sitting there and repeating words after one another. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot more of an immersive program. And the reason that I'm able to, that, that's actually another side note is that it's for all levels. So you could start with zero and you could start with being fully bilingual, but because it is so hands-on and it's so music and movement oriented, a child who is learning from zero is still going to understand because they can just see, oh, I'm going to follow what she's doing. Oh, I'm going to listen to that song. And it really just helps them forget that their goal is to learn and they're there and they're having fun. Um, and then a child who's there and already speaks French isn't there to learn the French language. They're literally there for a hobby and to learn new French songs and just to have a French time. Mm -hmm. so, I just find that not only is it the best way to teach is to teach through fun, but it's also in order to make that work where I have all levels across the board, um, it needed to be very hands-on. Um, and so, yeah, with the, their, with the baby classes, so the parent and baby classes, um, we sing little tunes, a lot of lap bouncing games and songs. I get them up and holding their child and walking around the room. We're learning action words en français, but we're doing the actions. Um, I'm bringing out baby books and I'm showing them my favorites. They're using books at home and I'm talking to them about French vocabulary that they can use while they're reading without the book necessarily having to be en français because there's still a lot of vocabulary associated yes. with reading without it being from the actual book itself. Mm -hmm. um, then we've got our toddler preschooler classes where I can get more into, you know, there's puppets involved and there's little games and science experiments. And um, basically I try and make them laugh as much as I can. So <laughs> 
there's this little puppet that I call Monsieur Melanger, um, and he always mixes up his words. And because he's making the mistakes, they're learning from his mistakes. So that's an example of something that um, I'm making them laugh because he keeps making these mistakes, but at the same time, he's learning or they're learning from him because they're like, no, that's not what it is. So they're yeah. not focused on thinking what's the answer. They're like, oh, he got it wrong. And so <laughs> it's a fun way of making them uh, learn without re realize that they're learning. And, and then with the primary classes, there's another aspect to them. So again, it's a lot of music movement. We will play things like Madame D, which is Simon Says, but Madame version. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> statues um guess that word a lot of mystery so I'll like have a mystery item they need to guess what it is or a mystery word so mystery and humor involved but then also um I do little breakout rooms so I'll break them into a group and they have to do a little presentation to their small group um, and so it's an activity of the week that they receive and so that way for the older age group they've got a little activity that they can work on and then they're very proud to come back and show me and so they can wow. show me they can explain to their friends in their small little group and then I pull them back and and we usually finish with a song so Love. basically in a nutshell the the classes are just they're go 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 they're very fast paced there's no time for lagging or anything because I know attention spans mm -hmm. right no <laughs> Um, and then it's just quick 30 minute weekly classes, but after each class, they have added resources that I send their way to practice throughout the week. And then we come back and there's a new theme oh, and awesome. uh, we learn in a new way. Oh, Love I like it. that there's like that follow-up work at home. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. That's Cold a package. Part. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of the program because of the fact that it's not just children that are my participants mm. it's parents as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I, I like to say right off the bat is um, this is not just a program for children. It's for parents and their children together. And that makes it what it is because otherwise um, there's a lot of programs for children, but there's not a lot of language learning programs for parents and children together. And it is the key, I think, to under toi petit pas and the way that we run is because it's a bonding experience for the parent and child. And it, the, the parent is the child's comfort zone. And there's no better place to learn than from your comfort zone. So with their parent right there, making these fun memories, it starts their language learning off in the best way possible. So how do we sign up? <laughs> I know right I actually like am eager because I really yes. do need to learn French when I first moved from Alberta to North Bay like my husband grew up here and I was like where did he bring me like everybody was speaking French all my neighbors were speaking French to each other I'd go to the grocery store and they would say hello in French and English. And I'd be like, where? I thought I was in Ontario. Where are we? <laughs> and so like for the first year, I was in complete culture shock and nobody understands it unless you've come from like the Prairie provinces. If you hear somebody speaking French, you're like, you're not from around here. <laughs> like it was, a, I was, and I was like, I need to learn. I think they're talking about me. <laughs> But no, I, I want to learn. I do. I tried. <laughs> Amy, Madam Amy, you'll have to put together a parents, just a parents or educators program that they can come in and learn French from you. Yeah. Well, that is in the works. I, I will bet try. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Amy, if our families do want to connect with you, how, where are they finding you? How can they sign up? 
Um, so I'm most accessible on Instagram. Uh, we've got an Instagram and Facebook. So on Instagram, it's the numbers one, two, three, and then petit pas. So un et trois petit pas. Um, that's where I share like all of my French cheat sheets, my activities and whatnot. So my goal with that is to be able to help families who aren't just our participants, but anybody who wants to follow, hopefully they've got Fantastic. enough to really get started. Um, Facebook that's un et trois petit pas. Ottawa, so Ottawa. Okay. Um, and then we've got our website. So that's underdetroitpitsipad.com. And that's where you could register to a class. So currently we are just in the middle of our winter program. Okay. So uh, registration will be opening at the end of February and then we'll start our spring programming in April. Ooh, that is fantastic. So I am going to make sure that we have all the links and I'll put them in the description for this podcast as well. Um, it should be coming out on time. So that's awesome. And uh, so people should be able to, if you're listening to this just before spring, um, head over and see uh, which classes you're going to sign up for. Thank you so much, Amy. We really appreciate you taking the time to come and chat with us. This was fantastic. I hope our families got uh, lots of great little tips and then where to find you for even more. Thank you so much. It was so great to be here. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.